Hi, my little fall babies. Hi, guys. We're in Libra season. Welcome to episode 128 of Internet Hour. I'm so happy to be back. I missed you guys so much. I feel like it's been a while. No, it hasn't. It's been so much longer in other cases, and I don't know why. I was just doing two a week, and, and it's already Wednesday, and I'm only on my first, but that's okay. Hi, everyone. How's it going? I have the cutest little squid in front of me making the cutest little face. Um, I'm recording in my apartment. But anyway, how's it going? How have you been? How was your weekend? How was the beginning of your week? Okay, enough about you. No, I'm just kidding. But I had kind of an eventful weekend. Eventful in a great way and eventful in a bad way. Um, the bad way is... So I... I went to Boston this weekend and I was planning to go to Boston this weekend all last week and whatever. And on Friday, as I was packing to leave, I was getting in the car to drive and I turned some weird way and literally I felt the most insane tweak, not chill feeling in my like upper back spine, like lower neck area. And when I tell you I was like nervous to drive, nervous to like go now on this trip, and it was literally like moments before I was about to drive, I was so scared. I was so scared. And if you know me and you know this podcast, obviously you know that I've talked a lot about medical anxiety and kind of feeling like freaked out by little things when they're, it's not necessary or just freaked out by things that would warrant a freaking out, but like maybe freaking out a little too much. And I definitely feel that that's the truth and like I know that about myself, but at the same time, in the same breath, I have a really high tolerance for pain and I always have and I've always been able to kind of like get through things on my own and not freak out about it and like freak out about it internally maybe and only because I have this podcast do I talk about it and do people know it about me, but I feel like if I hadn't said it, hadn't said anything, people would for the most part be like, okay, that's a really like strong person who can handle any injury or anything, whatever. I mean, I'm going to unpack it with my therapist and I'm trying actively trying to do that so maybe I'll have more insight on this someday and like when it started. And I don't know. I mean, the thought that just came to my mind is that maybe it started when I broke my ankle five years ago or was that five years ago? Jesus, four years ago, maybe. And it was really traumatizing. It was really fucking traumatizing. I think just the inception of it being the way that it happened. Like I was super drunk after a bottomless brunch and we went and played a game of pickup soccer, which is like not a game I play. And I don't know why I offered to play. And within the first like five minutes, I literally broke my ankle, like in the most horrible way for your bones. I broke both bones. Like it was just crazy. And then I got surgery for it. And then after that, it got infected. And it's just like, and I had to have this pick line in my arm, which was really fucking scary. And like, it was just, it was just an overall, a really fucking scary experience. So I'm just going to say, I'm going to armchair diagnose that as the time when I kind of started to be more nervy about these kinds of things. But anyway, anyway, so I'm like about to leave for Boston and this thing, this crick in my neck comes and I'm really scared. And so I go to Boston and I'm hanging out with my friends, my three girlfriends. We had so much fun and I'm so glad I went. Obviously, there was no world in which I was not going to go, but 
I just, I was in really, like, I was in shock and like so much pain um, that Friday night, that Saturday. And I, we like did Saturday and then I woke up Sunday and I was like, I am actually not okay. Like I'm scared. I'm in a lot of pain. This is not normal. Um, so they being the sweet little beans that they are, were like, you have to go to urgent care. We're going to take you there. I went to urgent care at Tufts Medical Center, which felt very elevated. I mean, was it medical center? I don't know. I think just Tufts, Tufts Medicine, urgent care. And um, it was a nice experience. It was this woman gave me, she was like, okay, that's pro it's probably, did she say it's not musculoskeletal? Is that a word? Or did she say it is? I don't know. But either way, she was like, it's probably like a pinched nerve, a compressed disc, or just like a huge strain um, kind of vibe. And so I was like, okay, that feels good for to rule out. Like I was panicking. I was like meningitis. Like it, that's what the internet was saying. But that's why you don't fucking Google shit. Like, oh. so that felt good to like rule that stuff out. And she was like, it's going to be okay. Like I'm going to give you right now a shot, um, a muscle relaxer shot. So it was like a shot in my arm that was a muscle relaxer. And she was like, people usually get it in the butt, but I'm going to give it to you in the arm, which some things people say, you're just like, why did you say that? So like, not why did you say that in a bad way, but it's just like, is it good that you're giving me it in my arm instead of my butt? Or like, does my butt not look good enough for you to give it? No, just kidding. But I don't know. So I got that shot and it was crazy. It didn't work like instantly, but I was just like, God damn, for the rest of the day, I was kind of vibing out, like not so panicked because I was in the state where it was like to turn my head left or right or up or down. It was like excruciating pain. And I was really nervous that like doing something was going to make it worse. And I just, I was really panicking. So getting this shot was very helpful and it relaxed me for sure. And then I got prescribed a muscle relaxant and a steroid for this week to take um, when I got back. And it's definitely slowly, steadily improving. I'm still, I still definitely like feel it deep in there. And like, I'm nervous to kind of turn in certain ways and nervous to like do everything that I normally do with my neck, not sexual, also sexual, no. But, <laughs> God, I'm like these jokes are not landing they're coming to my mind and then I say them and it's like what are you doing you're trying too hard oh anyway I'm feeling better for sure as the days go on the one of the side effects for the steroid is that it makes you overly emotional and I'm just like how could I get more emotional than I already am like is that even possible and are we going to be okay all of us if I do take this or is it going to be so bad and it hasn't been that bad honestly I haven't really noticed anything I was so comforted, so comforted by Pink this weekend, who was just very helpful. And she was like, there's, they tell you the side effects just to, just in case so they can cover their bases, but it usually like doesn't come to fruition and like, you're going to be totally fine. And that's why we love our girlfriends and we would die for our friends because they're going to be there for you in all scenarios and just be comforting and make you feel so good and safe. So shout out to her. Thank you. I love you. Okay. Covered the neck. It only took eight minutes, but that's the status. That's my like life status right now. I also just did all the laundry. I did the dishes, cleaned the litter box, like 
we're, we're feeling refreshed. Oh my God. And I'm going to make my sweet potato chicken soup tonight. It's fall. Welcome to fall. It's soup time. I have my little handy dandy book of 500 soups that my dad gave me. And I've made maybe like three or four, which is simply not enough. I've had the book for like five years now, but I love soup. I love soup. And one of my close friends who now lives in LA, but when we worked together, we worked together at my first job out of work, um, Red, she every lunch would get soup from this one place that, oh my God, had the best fucking sandwiches that I've ever had and salads, but I never really got the salad. I only got the sandwiches. I need to look up the name. I wonder if it's still there. Okay, let me look it up. Oh my God. Am I talking so fast? Like, I feel like I'm just like, okay. It's in Tribeca. Let's see if I can find my old work. I feel like what even was the what's the like address of my last job? Oh, duh, here it is. Benvenuto Cafe. Oh my god, just looking at it, I want it. Wait, is that it? Yeah, maybe it looks different because there's yeah, that's it. It looks different because there's no like outdoor overhang thing. Oh my God, I should go back there. Benvenuto Cafe in Tribeca. Oh yes, but she used to get soups every day for lunch. And I just love that about her. And I love that in general because I do love soup. Anyway, my sweet potato chicken soup is just, it's not mine, it's this book's. Sweet potatoes, chicken, obviously, like onions, jalapeno, garlic, coconut milk, chicken broth, and maybe something else that I'm missing, like spices, of course, and all of that shit. But oh, it's so good. And I'm so excited to have it tonight. But okay, what else? Let's get into the pod. Okay. I mean, we're into the pod. This is what the pod is. I need to stop like playing myself. This is the pod. Oh, we also have premiere of Survivor tonight in a few hours. And I'm really excited. If you didn't know, I'm a huge survivor person and it's only as of like the last year or so i feel like i maybe watched we watched like the last season live and then i started like binging all the previous seasons and i'm just so into it i think i could actually be really good and i could compete on it i would just have to like really go to therapy and get past this like what if there's a bug crawling in my ear kind of vibe um because out there there definitely could be bugs crawling in your ears in fact there was okay you know what i'm not gonna even go there not in my ear there was but on one of the contestants well gross okay and then tomorrow we have or tonight at midnight which what are we doing what are we doing this for kardashians like they come on the, the episode releases tonight at midnight So I guess I'm going to have to watch tomorrow, but so annoying. Like just put it out at a reasonable time, like eight o'clock when you were on syndication, when you were syndicated on syndication, because it's so much more fun to watch collectively when we can all like tweet together. And I'm sure it would be like wiser in a business sense. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm, I'm annoyed, obviously, but I'm very excited for season four. We're going to get a shit ton of, I was about to say new stuff, but I'm not really sure if it is going to be new stuff. It's kind of going to be maybe tying a bow. What is that? What is that saying? Wrapping a bow? No. Tying a bow? Putting a bow on? I don't know. Why do none of those feel right? Whatever. We're going to be wrapping up some plot lines. I mean, obviously the Kim and Courtney 
feud is a plot line that's never going to be wrapped up. Like they're going to be in this relationship for the rest of their lives. And unless they go to like intense therapy for years and years and years together, I don't think they're going to come to a place of actual resolution with each other, which makes me sad as, as someone that has a sister, it would just be so upsetting if I was constantly in disagreement and disapproval and like angriness with my sister that would just suck and so I can't imagine either of them are happy they obviously have so many other siblings and sisters and Travis and blah 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 to like buffer it all but when it comes down to it they're close they're I don't know as close as twins I mean probably they are out of the circumstance of their life has made them as close as a twin might be but they don't have that like we were bonded in the womb kind of vibe but still just like being that close to someone and then i don't know having it kind of go awry because you just like disapprove of the other person's lifestyle is just painful and i'm sure weighs so heavily on them but courtney's about to have a libra baby a boy but a libra baby boy and kim is a libra it's just it's gonna be fabulous she's gonna get the not reckoning, not like in that serious of a way, but I do think it's always funny when, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't always encounter situations like this. So I don't know why I'm saying it. I always think it's funny, but specifically with the Kardashians, I do think it's interesting. The, I don't know if I'm going to use this correctly, but the sinistry or like the connections and overlaps and stuff of like niece or nephew to aunt uncle being like one of the Kardashian members, like, I think, um, I think, no, North is a Gemini, but I think Penelope maybe is, let me see. Let's see what all the kids' birth charts are. Also, I will just note there are no Virgos in the Kardashian family, which is like shocking. And I mean, you know, I relate to my Kim through my Pisces moon, but just weird. Like nobody to button them up, keep them together, you would think, but maybe that's why they're not into that kind of thing. Are there any Tauruses? I don't know. Okay, we're going to go through the kids. Chicago West is a Capricorn. Stormy Webster is an Aquarius. Perfect. Rob Kardashian is a Pisces. True Thompson is an Aries. Okay, there it is. Courtney's an Aries. And I feel like True was born at a time when Courtney and Chloe were not vibing. And so like the fact that she had an Aries baby, Chloe had an Aries baby, it's almost like, okay, now you might be able to understand Courtney a little bit better. Okay, Courtney also an Aries. Psalm is a Taurus. There you go. Okay, bringing some earth into it. Yeah, there's really no earth. Well, Chicago and Psalm. Okay, Kim with the earth babies. Um, Kanye West, I guess he's still listed in, in this listicle. I also just learned that like whenever a publication does like a list of like the 10 best blah blah blahs that's called a listicle isn't that so cute like a little popsicle list okay northwest is a gemini chloe kardashian is a cancer penelope disick is a cancer there you go okay that's exactly what i was going for that's what i was thinking of okay chloe has an aries daughter and courtney has a cancer daughter which is like so amazing they're gonna see each other in each other etc Kylie is a Leo, Kim's a Libra, Caitlin's a Scorpio, Kendall's a Scorpio, Chris is a Scorpio, and Dream is a Scorpio. Yeah, Scorpio heavy. Saint is a Sagittarius, uh, Maine, Maine, Mason is a Sagittarius, and Rain is a Sagittarius. Crazy. They have the same birthday. I always forget. I mean, not always. Am I always thinking about it? I don't know. But yeah, no Virgo. Did we have 
Okay, Aries, Gemini, Taurus. No, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo. No, Virgo. Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. Yeah, they all of them. They don't have any Virgo. That is so interesting. I really wonder what that means. I wish someone would like write something on it. Anyway, um, back to the original point. Season four is coming out tonight slash tomorrow. I guess on the West Coast, it comes out at 9 p.m. But it's like, come on. Syndication always just cared about East Coast. And we love we love us for that. But yeah, there are going to be a lot of dynamics. And I can't think of a single other one. Oh, Chloe and Tristan, which will be interesting. There was a line in the preview, the preview, the trailer, where Courtney says to Tristan, like, you don't deserve Chloe. And any which way she meant it, like, as a friend, as a partner, as a mom, as a whatever, like, thank God for Courtney for saying that. And she's the only one who maybe potentially has had the balls to say it to his face. Like, I don't know what Kim is doing sitting courtside at his games. Like, yeah, we can be supportive, but like, let's not go overboard. I feel like if, I mean, although with Kim, like it is interesting, the comments by celebs girls were doing a rewatch. And so they were back in like fucking 2011 or whenever. And Scott was fucking up or he wasn't fucking up. Just Courtney was like annoyed with him. I think she was pregnant with Penelope and Kim was still like hanging out, going out with Scott, like because she had just gotten divorced from Chris Humphreys, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's just like who Kim is. She's like down to be around these men, even when they're not quite treating their her sisters correctly, which is interesting because they also talk about like Chris in that way in the current season in the trailer. They were also like, she's like getting too close to these guys and like is so forgiving over them when it's like, you should ride for your daughters. And Kendall's the one who said that and called her out. So shout out to Kendall too. But I bet that's where Kim kind of gets it from in a way. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But then like the thought just popped into my head of the Kanye stuff. Like, I don't know how that dynamic is working at all whatever. And then on Thursday, we have The Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. It's a crazy fucking week for TV in my life. Um, And the writer's strike also just ended. So it's about to be a crazy fucking year of TV for us. I mean, probably not anytime soon with the writer's strike thing, because you have to like ramp back up. It's it's not going to be like things aren't going to deliver right away but i would say like halfway through next year we're going to start getting some bangers of tv shows and movies and and etc although the actors are still on strike um which was unbeknownst to me i was like celebrating like okay yay we're all going back to work everything is fine all of my faves are getting back in the studio no not the studio on the lot whatever and that was actually not the case it's the writers went on strike in the spring so maybe like may or something and they were on strike for two months and they weren't getting any like uh, movement or traction on the contract so i don't know exactly what happened i i think that the actors were also negotiating a new contract through their actors guild and so they in july i don't i can't tell if it was in solidarity with the writers or like separate like they were like we need to get our own contract done Or if it was both, it could have totally been both. But in July, all the actors went on strike. And so the deal that they just figured out was for the Writers Guild, um, which was, I think it's great. I think 
most of it has to do with residuals. So like it used to be where on syndication, like say friends replays on that fucking one channel all the fucking time. Jennifer Aniston and all of them are getting residuals every time it plays. So they're probably making fucking bank from friends. But once we moved to streaming, which was supposed to be like a cheaper alternative or like the future cheaper thing to cable, all of the like residual agreements that were in the contract, I think kind of went out the window because we were in the wild west and there was no like specification for streaming stuff. So I think it's like if you made a show that was streaming on Apple TV or whatever, you didn't get residuals for every time someone watched it. You only got the paycheck from the actual show, which just feels massively fucked up. And like the streaming companies themselves were making so much money on them and they can like they weren't the streaming companies weren't sharing the numbers where it's like in cable with cable they like had all these protections and provisions that were like we need to know how many people are seeing this on a thursday night and like we need to be paid for that and now like there's no visibility and they can't see so like that's kind of one of the things that they were fighting for that i think they came to a good place with um with the like i don't know it's not streaming platforms it's like the larger networks or something like that. And then the second thing that was more interesting, I mean, not more interesting, was interesting too, is that they were fighting for there to be like clauses or provisions that state that they can't, like places can't use AI as an alternative for writers, which I am totally in support of. Like literally AI is this tiny teeny teeny baby that just was born and like we don't even know her you know like we need we don't need to put so much stock in her she can like play around and do whatever she wants but we don't need to be like consuming content made by a robot that we made like no not now and just creative arts that's for people those are for human jobs like let's keep it let's keep it cool guys I don't know who's pushing for this like AI shit, but I I understand it can be helpful in automating things in other ways. And I'm totally here for that. But it's like, let's try to keep the people's jobs, as many people's jobs as we can, or let's use AI to create more jobs where if we're being more efficient in this one area, we can have more time to invest human power and, and whatever in this other way. So personally, very happy for the conclusion of this writer's strike and only happy because they got what they were bargaining for and they deserve it. And I hope that the actors are short, short to follow. No, soon to follow afterwards because they also deserve it. And then once everyone's happier with the money they're making and the dues that they're deserved to be paid, we're all just going to get better TV. It's going to be more fun. It's going to be great. I did look up like a bunch of the shows and movies that were halted or whatever to due to the strike and there were a lot i don't know my mind was just like wait were there a lot or were there not because all i can remember is abbott elementary and big mouth because i posted a poll yesterday about them but like i think there were a ton of others like avengers and like all that other shit the hobbit whatever which i'm sure people are like bummed that got pushed to the end of 2024 or even 2025 but it's like okay Okay, no, no, I'm not going to like shit on these huge franchises. I just personally, I don't know. Personally, I don't know. So that's that. Okay, we're already 25 minutes into the pod and I quite literally 
have not talked about anything on my list. So I'm going to start and get into my listicle. Okay, so getting into the real topic topics of the episode. Travis Kelsey, which doesn't feel like a real name. He's a firsty lasty, which means he has a first name as a last name. And I haven't decided, as long as I've had that term in my ether, I haven't decided whether that makes someone good, not good, cool, weird, whatever. Like, And not that it does and not that we're generalizing people based on their names, obviously not, but just like it's a fun thought to have a firsty lasty. Like it feels kind of corny, I can't lie. And I mean, but if you're not corny, obviously you can overcome a firsty lasty, but If you are corny, which it seems like this guy is kind of corny, but not in the nerdy way, in the like, I don't know what way. I don't know what way. And like, I don't really know him, but I'm just, oh my God, sorry. That was really terrifying. I don't know what way, but just like, I'm, I don't understand. I don't understand this. Okay. So Travis Kelsey, a member, some position on the Kansas City Chiefs. A long time ago, no, I don't know, like a couple months ago, I went to Taylor Swift's concert. I'm sure you've heard this one million times because I have. I've been listening to all my pop culture podcasts, which, of course, we're like talking about it, freaking out because this is like not in Taylor Swift's behavior category that we've known her to have the past six years. Anyway, oh my God, I'm like fast forwarding. But a couple months ago, Travis Kelsey, which also it should be Kels. Like why? Okay. He went to one of her concerts and he was sitting in the box or whatever, the celebrity box. And he said on an interview that he had brought to the concert one of the like bracelet candies with his phone number on it because he's like into Taylor Swift. And he was like, I wanted to give it to her. And they said that I couldn't. So he was like upset by that. And it's like, what the hell were you thinking? Like, Taylor Swift is there on stage with thousands of her girlies doing a performance, putting on a show for all of her friends and all of her loyal listeners and followers for the past like a million years. And you think that like this night is going to be about you giving her your number? Like it's not about you. It's literally not about you. Okay. So, I mean, like, and I don't hate this guy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I'm just like, I feel like I'm starting off negatively and I don't know why, but I'm also like, okay, that's honoring my true feelings about it, then whatever. But he said this on a podcast that he tried to give her his number and then something happened in between then and now. And all of a sudden she's at his Kansas City Chiefs versus blah, 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 blah football game with his mom in the VIP like box watching the game. And he, Travis Kelsey, is on the field with Patrick Mahomes, who I only know because I don't know why I know him because he's kind of in the, he's in the, all those subway commercials, I guess. I don't know. But oh, and you know how else, how else I know him? Because his kids are named after like medals, which is weird. I mean, not weird. Anyone can do whatever they want. But anyway, they're like on the field googly eyed looking up at her and she's like during the game screaming and cheering him on and she's like living out her like i'm dating the jock sports guy vibe and i'm honestly here for that for her like i really want her to do whatever she wants and thrive and like try something new i guess try a new flavor of white man because you've been doing like 
skinny, frail, creative guys. And that's just simply not working. And like this guy could absolutely throw you around in bed. And like, obviously that's what every woman wants, but I mean, not every woman, but you know, like to it, it would be cool for, for a woman, I think to be thrown around. You get it anyway. So I'm like all here for her living out that dream, that fantasy, like go for it. But also I just don't think, I think he's like, like, I don't want to put the dumb jock trope on him because I don't know. And I know he had this whole reality show where he dated like a million girls and like eliminated a million girls and it obviously didn't work out. I did hear that he was like completely bankrupt at the time. And that's why he did the show because he needed to like get out of this hole. Anyway, I'm just like, he's, he gives boring and like, I don't know. Like it wouldn't, I don't know. But then at the same time, he like rented out this whole penthouse for her. And I saw a tweet that was like, finally, someone's treating Taylor Swift like she's Taylor Swift. And like, yeah, she deserves that for sure. And maybe it is perfect that he's like this celebrity that kind of wants the spotlight and wants to be in the limelight. So like he'll take on the paparazzi and the people like coming up to her, like he could absolutely like doggy kick anyone in the face who tried to approach her on the street. So maybe she's like into that, into the security guard vibe of it all, which like, yeah, I get it. But also just what what's the what's the goal? What's the point? He also has an earring, which like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really curious to know all of your thoughts because I'm kind of lost in the sauce. Honestly, I don't know whether I like it or not or whether that's even like important here. I don't know. I felt like when she was dating Maddie Healy, I was almost like it's important that I'm that I hate him. Like this is this is something that I need to like have an opinion about and just now I'm I just don't I don't feel like my opinion is important and it's because it's like kind of a boring vibe, boring move. I don't know. Uh, Tell me what you guys think because I'm just all jumbled and I thought that was going to be a way longer segment, but it's like, honestly, I don't even care. Like, I don't know. I don't care. I don't care about, I don't care about it, but I, I like care in the internet way. Like, of course, oh my God, I'm eating up the content of her in a popcorn box getting out of the chief's suite and I'm eating up the five second video where they're walking through the locker room and he's wearing that suit. I'll just say that suit. And I'm like eating up the pictures of them in the car together. I'm just like, of course I'm lapping it up. Like I'm a little puppy, but at the same time, I'm just like, you know, I would be so fine and so wouldn't care at all if this ended tomorrow. And I feel like I'm getting that same vibe from her. Like she's just having fun. She's just out here dating the jock. She's like, I'm on the bleachers. You're the cheerleader. Like it's, I understand what it's supposed to be giving for her. And it is, it is doing what she's wanting it to do. So for that reason, I guess fine, whatever. Okay. My next thing on my listicle, I'm obsessed with this listicle word. I just can't get enough. My next thing is that today, Tom Sandoval, gross, slimy Tom Sandoval, announced that he is launching a podcast called Everybody Loves Tom, which no thanks. (laughs) Like, no, no, babe. I'm not going to listen. Nobody's going to listen. I'm happy that this didn't absolutely destroy your life and nothing actually bad happened to you. 
but also like you don't need you don't need a you don't need to be like trying to come back out into the stratosphere of popularity like this like you're the villain just act accordingly for a couple years okay but no it was it was genius marketing i cannot lie like i won't give him the credit because i feel like he probably didn't think of it or maybe he did and that's his like i don't know but the marketing was he's like doing this video or whatever and it plays all of these videos of like pretty a-list celebrities like we have jennifer lawrence amy schumer we have the las culturistas podcast hosts who are as famous in my eyes as jennifer lawrence um no all of these clips spliced together where everyone's like fuck tom he's actually an asshole and we hate him when all of the shit was happening like obviously people weren't it was just, it was a heightened time. It was, we were mad. We were really fucking mad to the point where like celebrities, I feel like don't speak on that kind of stuff. But the fact that Jennifer Lawrence was like, you know what, this is so black and white. Like we know he's the worst that she was like, I'm going to make a public statement on watch what happens live is crazy. But basically it's like this montage of all these people talking shit about him. And then at the end he's like, okay, I have the perfect name for this show. It's Everybody Loves Tom. And it's like, okay, that's funny, but not for you. Like, we're not laughing at you and we're not even, we're not smiling. So please, no. I don't know what the podcast is going to be about. Like in the comment section, I think Michael Rappaport was like, oh my God, so excited. And Tom Sandoval was like, you have to come on. We'll have you as guest. And it's like, is that going to be it? You're going to have guests like what is the vibe here you're just trying to like get back out there and while i understand you need to make money and you need to like become a real person again literally not one year ago you were fucking your girlfriend of eight years 10 years friend we won't call her best friend anymore because raquel said well, we weren't best friends which like obviously i get that because you're stupid and ariana is smart like she wouldn't you wouldn't ever be best friends in real life but for the sake of like the show and in general terms you were pretty good friends whatever like a year ago you were doing this horrible terrible inexcusable thing and now you want to like launch a podcast where you I don't even know. I don't even know what you're going to do. It's just like not the vibe. And I will probably listen just to like the first episode to see what's going on. But otherwise, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know why I did that, but it felt right. So I don't know. Okay. My next point on my listicle, ballet flats are back. And they are against my kicking and screaming will because if you were a per if you were a person okay yeah if you were a girl in middle school or high school during 2008 to 2016 i mean i don't know what was happening in 2016 i was in college but whatever if you were like in middle school or high school early 2000s late early 2000s early 2010s you know the time I'm I'm referencing. 
We were wearing flats like nobody's business. I was 14, had to go to a business meeting, I guess. Like it was unreal. And I would go to Target and I would buy, I would find my little size eight in the black ballet flats. And I would buy a pair knowing that they were going to smell like absolute dog shit in like a few weeks. They were going to, the like plastic coating question mark that was on the flat was going to flake off. And I was literally going to look like a crazy person who like, I don't even know. And we were all doing it. We were all doing it. And I'm not above that trends coming back. And I'm not against ballet flats coming back. I'm just like in awe that those specific like black ballet flats are back, are here in style. Like if you're going to wear the Ghani, I think that's how you say the brand, Ghani flat, like yes, go the fuck off. If you're going to have like a cute little embellishment, if it's going to be like unique and cool and well-made and like not going to fall apart. Yes, I'm into it. But like, how are we already back? How are we back? How are we back here? Like there are going to be so many stinky feet in the world. And for what? For what? We were moving in such a cool shoe direction. And like, I do understand a ballet flat can like rock your world. It's a cute shoe that has no heel that still can enhance and like make an outfit cute. Put it on with a mini skirt, like the right pair of pants, maybe a little dress. Like we can do a flat, but I'm just like, I'm lost. The fact that we're leaning so far into it is like so jarring. I don't know. I don't know. Am I a hater today? I feel like I'm like, really hating on on the zeitgeist but that's not what I'm intending to do I don't know if you're a flat girl I guess it's fine it's totally fine like do whatever you want that's what that's what we stand for on this pod do whatever the fuck you want but also like spray some perfume down on those on those stompers yeah I I think I'll stick to my boots for the fall or catch me in literally a week spending an exorbitant amount of money on some cute flats because they are comfortable and they're versatile and like you just slip them on. I love my like summer sandals. Anyway, you get it. Do whatever you want with your life. I am really excited for fall fashion though. I'm we're back. Um I got this really cute dress over the weekend. I got a shirt over the weekend. It's just it's looking up. I got docs. Oh, that's a big event. Oh, maybe I actually said that last week. I did get docs. I got them at Bacon's Closet. Um and they were like $70, which is honestly the gateway. My like two things that have stopped me from getting docs my whole life is one, I feel like they give clown, but that's fine. Like that's that's a personal thing because I have big feet. Well, do I have big feet? I'm size eight, but they're wide. So I need to be like comfortable. I have big feet. So like a lot of shoes that are that bigger vibe or the chunky vibe make me look like I'm going to the circus to perform. But I came around from that and I recognized that like that's a me problem. So I got some docs and the price that was the set twofold was like, I understand they last forever and they're great and they're a durable shoe, of course, and you should totally spend money on it. But coupled with my like clown era, I just wasn't so sure that it was going to work for me. And then I found these for $70 and they're perfect. I've been looking for the like not Chelsea boot. I guess it is a Chelsea boot, but with no like straps, no zips, no like lace vibe. Not that I actually really like the lace up ones, the like classic docs. I think those are fab, but 
for for my purposes and for what I was looking for, like, I'm glad, like, if I got a lace-up pair, I would have had to also get, like, some sort of Chelsea boot. And I have these boots that I got from Nordstrom last year. And when I tell you I literally hate them, like, I would wear them every day, everywhere, because they're comfortable. They serve the purpose of a Chelsea boot, but they were fucking ugly. Like, just the way that they sat on my feet and, like, the the those were clown shoes. Like, I literally was avoiding something and I got it anyway because I was just like too lazy and they were 40 bucks at Nordstrom last year and I just needed them but good riddance to them now I have my docs and I'm into the future so maybe I'll like turn on ballet flats too but I already had the phase I already went through it I already had it like I don't know okay covered ballet flats um I have this written down, but I don't even want to talk about it. I just am going to say like one thing and like, I know everyone else is thinking about it too. The Britney videos, I'm just like nervous, not nervous that anything bad is going to happen. I think it's all totally innocent and going to be fine. And we shouldn't worry too much. She's just living her life. She was away for a while and now she's like coming back and doing social media and of course she's gonna be a little weird but just like if you're seeing it I'm seeing it too and it's making me nerves okay um I have written down weekly pods yeah so I wanted to share like the podcast I've been listening to on a weekly basis just because I feel like I don't ever really know what other people's like routine podcasts are outside of like the daily because my friends will like mention that, but here's my lineup. Okay. Every week without fail. And like, I'll throw in some stuff you should know, or like how I built this. I'm off the crime stuff for now, as you know. Um, but these are like what I'm absolutely going to listen to. First is the daily, which is just so great. Like it's just so fucking informative. If you don't listen, you absolutely should. Um, I skip over, like, I'll miss some weeks with the daily. I don't want it to seem like I'm, like, waking up every morning and putting my news pod on. Like, no, I'm I'm just listening when there's – I'm listening a lot. I'm listening most of the time, but if I fall off, I fall off. And, like, if there's something where I'm, like, I don't really want to fuck with that right now, I won't. Um, but, yeah, okay, the daily. And then every week at the beginning of the week, I'm listening to this podcast called The Weekly Transit, which is, I've definitely talked about it before, but it's like astrology for the week ahead. And it's been very useful, especially in looking back and being like, wow, I was just such a raging bitch on Saturday. And then it'll be like, oh, you're going to be a raging bitch on Saturday. So like, it's pretty helpful in that way. But um, another astrology podcast that I'm into right now and I even paid for the Patreon for because I'm that into it is Space Trash which I've also talked about it's celebrity astrology and they also just like talk about celebs in general for a while but on top of that every week we have on Wednesdays Ride with Benny Drama, Benito Skinner and Mary Beth Barone and they're just fucking hilarious and I love them and every Wednesday they just tell you what they ride for. Then we have a new addition, but like she's here to stay, is Las Culturistas with Bo and Yang and fucking what's his name? Matt Rogers, Bo and Yang and Matt Rogers. And they're hilarious and they talk culture and it's great. And they were doing a lot of stuff on the strike. Like they were just talking about it and it was very informative. Um, I'm definitely now 
into chicks in the office when I when I am. Like some weeks I'm just like, eh. I've heard about that in every other place that I've listened to. And they have great takes and they have great opinions. It's just sometimes you're not, you're like, okay, I'm satisfied on that topic. Um, I've also added this into the rotation recently, Giggly Squad, which is Hannah Burner and Paige from Summer House. Well, formerly Summer House for Hannah Burner. Thank God she's off. Not because I didn't like her. I actually really wanted her to stay and like do it, but it just did not seem like it was good for her mental health. So I'm glad she's off. They're hilarious though. They're like best friends who giggle. It's so cute. Of course, comments by celebs. I don't miss an episode just because I really respect their takes, honestly. Like everything that their whole vibe and life, like I just feel so connected to. Like everything they say, I'm just like, yeah, I completely agree. And it's kind of wild to have that in a podcast form. Stuff you should know, I'll cycle in. Who Weekly, I'll cycle in. Normal Gossip, I'll cycle in when new ones come out because I've listened to all of them. But yeah, that's pretty much my weekly. Oh, I also just listened to this podcast called The Just Enough Family, which was like an eight episode series about this like super rich family from New York, which was really interesting. I love like New York centered podcasts. And yeah, I think that's it for my weekly listening. But if you don't listen to any of those, you should try them out. Let's see. Okay, that's kind of it. I did just open my phone and I saw that um, the Beckhams have a special coming out on Netflix, which I bet they've had in the works for a while, but maybe now because of the writer's strike, there's like more resources for them to like get it up and out, or maybe it has nothing to do with that. I don't know. But yeah, I'm excited to watch that. They're my one of my favorite couples. They seem so in love and they're just so cool. Oh, no updates on the Joe and Sophie divorce. They have been like seen together or Dumois has posted a few things of them together in New York, like dinner or whatever, or maybe not. Maybe I'm making that up, but they're, they're definitely co-parenting, but it's just crazy how fast this all happened. Like the fact that they were, she posted an Instagram with him on August 15th and now it's a month and a half later and we're literally amidst crazy divorce stuff. She sued him because he was holding the passports for the kids and saying that she was saying that their lives are in England and we agreed that we would move there together and we're in the process of buying this house together. And now that we're divorcing, like Joe is trying to keep them in New York and that's like unfair. And I think I saw a ruling recently that was like, the kids are going to stay in New York for the meantime while they figure shit out, which I guess makes sense. I mean, I don't know what makes sense for them, obviously, but it seems like it's working out. Okay. I mean, not working out, but like, it seems like they're figuring it out. Anyway. Okay. I think that's it. I feel like I talked 1 million miles an hour and maybe it was like really negative the whole time, but I don't know. I'm sorry if you get that impression. You know me, you know, that's not me. But anyway, I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy to like do this. I can't even believe like, it's not that anything is like letting me do this or it's not that I like couldn't do it for some reason. And I'm like fighting up against to do it. No, it's like pretty easy to turn this on and do it. And, but it's also like so fucking fun. And the fact that you guys are here with me and supporting me just makes me feel so good and so loved. And I can't wait until we all 
blow up together and go on a super fun trip. (laughs) Happy fall. I hope you eat some soup and buy some boots or do whatever you need to do to make yourself happy. I love you so much. I love you so much. I wish I could kiss you. Goodbye. Talk to you next time.